0: So, where we left off in this lovely tale of ours in Furusato, you guys had your first combat encounter with the Lion Clan samurai that were, for a better less term, basically beating the tar out of Hitoshi. And y'all didn't stand for that. So you guys entered your combat encounter, first combat encounter of the game ever. And my, was it a glorious thing. There was some sword action that happened. We had some water spray some people across the face. There was a lot of success. In fact, the enemies didn't get a chance to fight because y'all knocked them down quickly. Stupid dice rolls. <laughs> but I, it was a glorious time. And then after the fight happened, as you guys were checking on Hitoshi and getting your bearings after combat, the main Lion Clan dirtbag decided that it would be a good idea to try to stab Shodai from behind as he was the closest to Hitoshi. But before that could all transpire, Uncle Ikigai revealed his secret, which was basically infused with the power of the Kitsune spirit. He momentarily stopped time, chopped off this child's hand that had the knife, which resulted in the hand and the knife clattering about the ship and just blood being lost at copious amounts. Before you guys had a chance to react or ask Uncle Ikigai any questions, you were left with some parting words before he just bamped out, leaving a scorching mark on the deck of the ship. And that is where we're going to pick up. So it may or may not have been because of all the commotion that happened on the ship. It could have also been the... I don't know, the loud crying of a now handless lion clan samurai. But it doesn't take too long. I'll tell you afterwards because I have to look it up. I don't remember off the top of my head. (laughs) It doesn't take too long for the adults, quote unquote, to get to the ship. And before you guys have a chance to really explain yourself, everybody's just corded into separate areas of the dueling academy on one end of the academy is, was that is Daidoro and Yaka. And then in a separate area of the academy is Kaito, Mio and Himiko. So the three Phoenixes ended up being paired in one room. And then Hitoshi was off by his lonesome in another area of the academy. So, we cut to our trio of Phoenix members as the three of you are currently sitting by yourselves in this empty room. There's nothing of importance in here. It's your standard room. There's a couple of mats and some pillows and those kinds of things. Nothing too special. But as you are in the middle of this room, you contemplate a lot of things how we got here what happened but you three know that in a little bit you're about to be asked a bunch of questions but before we get to that I'm gonna let you guys just basically go for it so you have a little bit of time before the fuzz pops in with questions so I'm gonna let y'all go just roll with it
1: I just want to put out there, as the adults are making their way to the ship, Kaito, still in his bit of panic state, is probably going to see the scorch mark on the ground near where everything just happened, and he is going to try to essentially dispel any traces of fire from from himself since he was using it during the battle. So he is trying to be like, oh shit! Oh god! Like, I did not do this. They're going to think I did this. Holy shit. So just wanted to put that out there as something that uh, Kaito's is going to do. Yeah. Mia uh, will help him. Well, so now... actually,
2: while he is like affirming to him that he did nothing wrong, but he will help him clean off the fire stuff. But it's like, you, you didn't do anything wrong. This is nothing to do with you or me
1: or any of us. But, yeah, we know that. that it, it, That's all we, that matters.
2: We, No, you we know the truth. The truth is what will keep us safe. Be telling them exactly what we saw, and that's what happens. No no embellishing, no leaving anything out. Tell them exactly what you saw, and I will help you clean this off
1: (laughs) easier. Kaito just nods and tries taking a deep breath to calm himself. Neil will uh,
2: grab the sides of his face and breathe with him. In and out. Calming breath. We'll be okay. We will be. Now, let's get you
0: cleaned up. I love that. Damn it, I already know this. I'm going to be in tears by the end of this. Again, it's all good. Oh, yeah, getting you all cleaned up and then we fast forward a little bit back to the room. Yeah. <laughs> so, the... You at Mio helps you get cleaned off. You get as clean as you possibly can, so you're fine. As you three are in this room, Hibiko is just like lounging about on the floor, just hand pressed up against her cheek, and just breathes a deep sigh. It's never a dull moment around here with everyone, isn't it?
2: I think Mio, I think Mio's like pacing at this point. Because he's trying to figure out what the hell just happened. So, like, he saw it and everything, but he's just like, what What the
1: hell just happened? Quick question. In terms of Himiko, Mio, and I, how did we meet Ikigai? Did we... Like, how did how exactly did we end up on that road together? Were we just all traveling together? Was this like a cohort that we signed up for? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I love so a good callback. Refresh, maybe refresh my memory. It's been a while. We, I love me some
0: good callbacks. It's not like that whole thing happened to almost a year ago, but but okay. So how you guys ended up meeting. So technically you guys, everybody was ended up on the same traveling road. You guys came from your different villages. It just happened that you three were traveling together and then Shodai and were ended up traveling together. And then Yaka was traveling with Ikigai. All of you guys converged onto the road and you guys ended up helping that merchant whose cart was turned over into the riverbed. And that's where you guys ended up starting to make that small connection. And then it only intensified once you got to the village. And basically, Ikigai was voluntold to watch over your little group. Yeah, I remember that.
2: Yeah, I remember Um, us all converging onto the road.
1: Yeah. Yes, because I was trying to remember if it's like something we knew beforehand. So we haven't known Ikigai for that long. So
0: realistically, it's only been like three days.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And we're really only
2: like the cool uncle, right? Yeah. We wouldn't have had any suspicions. That's what I'm asking. It's <laughs> so, like, you it wouldn't have been like, no. did you see that weird thing he did with his hand? I don't know. It's, Or It's just, oh, he's this really cool old guy that hangs out.
1: Oh yeah. A prick sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, but but, still but nice. we do also, yeah, but we also do know he's uncle for, you for know him. that, yeah, you know, he's Yaka's uncle. That yes, is for certain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We knew that. So I, I think right now, now that he got a little bit more calmed down, Kaito is sitting there trying to piece everything together and is now less concerned of what happened and more concerned about who is it that we've been traveling with? At one point, I'm going to turn to Himiko and ask, so what exactly was that he did? I've... I don't think either of us have seen... Power or strength like that before.
0: No. Neither have I. I've only read about these kinds of things. But. It's the first time I've actually witnessed it. In front of my own two eyes. As you can see. Her furrowing her brow. A little bit. And not so much the expression on her face. Is more of worry and fear. But more of a general curiosity. And a little bit perplexed. And Shikimiko kind of grows a little quiet as she tells you that you kind of start to hear her mutter a little bit, but you can't really make out what she's saying as she's starting to think out loud to herself.
1: And then <laughs> go for it. Oh. I was going to say I was going to turn to me and, and just go. You think Yaka can pull something like that? I'm trying to figure out how
2: he did it. It's, I think at this point, Mia is more like. How do you do that? As opposed to what the hell just happened? That's more, that was pretty cool.
1: Will we be able to do that someday? (laughs) Minus minus the whole dismembering of a child. Yeah, that was pretty freaking cool. I mean, and do you think being that we're Phoenix Clan, maybe that's what our forms may become?
2: immediately mia will get extremely excited like (gasps) do you think
1: you see the smile on you see a huge smile form on kaito's face as well as he's thinking about just soaring over the lands yeah oh my gosh yeah i never thought of that uh we're just kaito's just head basically exploded he can't talk he's like trying to piece together (laughs) oh my goodness i love
0: this so as the two of you are having a moment of getting excited with the possibility that this may or may not happen i can neither confirm nor deny the tatami doors to your guys's room open up as you three are in either getting excited or contemplating everything that had happened. And as you turn to the sound of the doors opening, walking in, oh, this one's going to be a fun one. Walking in, you were expecting either the owner, Toshimoko-san, the owner of the academy to walk in or some sort of, I don't know, equivalent to a police officer. But the three of you are... Some of you are perplexed. Some of you are confused. Himiko just her face just drains of the color <laughs> because walking in m- matching the colors of the Phoenix clan themselves is a more elderly gentleman with signs of aged with his salt and pepper gray hair. He has a couple of bags under his eyes, carrying himself with a more refined in manner of walking in. You three immediately know that this is Yashimoto-san, Imiko's father.
2: <laughs> oh my
0: God. Now, Yashimoto-san, oh. for listening audience, Himiko, as it has been discussed briefly in previous episodes, is primed to be, have aspirations to be in the political world. And her father is a very prominent figure in said political world. <laughs> so as the three of you see Yoshimoto san walk in, again, Himiko's color in her face just drains. As he just walks in, Closes the doors, just and just sits in front of you and just stares at the three of you for a little bit. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. I think Mio's, yeah, Mio's whole demeanor will change. <laughs> he was excited. Now he's not so much anymore.
1: He's just, the... Kaito is just frozen with the exception of his right hand that is slightly. Yet still visibly shaking.
0: I'm trying to figure out how evil do I want to go?
2: <laughs> yeah, Mio, Mio is going to see this, and Mia is going to sit very close to him and put his hand on his hand and kind of put it down between us and hold on to it, keep it from shaking.
0: So as Himiko's father just sits there for a little bit, there's a lot of tension in the room. Just this overwhelming presence just sucks all and any life out of the room and metaphorically speaking you feel that the room has gotten a little colder and so as he's sitting there not even looking at you three in a weird way looking past you three just without hesitation so which one of you wants to explain what exactly it is that you got yourself into
2: <laughs>
0: my poor babies <laughs>
2: No, Mio will probably be the first to speak up, because this thing is this diplomacy, whatever. And he will, of course, with respect, bow, and address him properly and tell him what happened, what he witnessed. And he will not leave out any details. He'll tell, I mean, to the minute detail, because Mio's good at that, but and he's going to tell him, this is what we know. And then he's
1: going
2: to sit down. Okay. <laughs> he's going to sit down and <laughs> shut up. And Alrighty. And let it all get awkward again.
1: <laughs> Kaito, as you're retelling the story, at the moment where you mention what happened to his hand, while you're still holding uh, Kaito's hand down, you feel it jump a bit. It's still kind He doesn't enjoy seeing things like that. And it kind of just burned his brain, so...
2: Mia will hold your hand, like, tighter. Not uncomfortably tighter, but more... I'm here for you, tight. Lean on me. Let my strength be your strength. Let my courage be your courage.
1: While sitting there and still being somewhat conscious, hearing those words... And knowing, even if you don't say them verbally, I know you're saying it. You feel as if Kaito's going into more of a meditative state to where he's still conscious about what is going on. He is just centering and pulling himself inside himself so he can untangle the web that's inside.
2: Sadly, and this is out of this moment, but sadly, I don't think Mio I don't think this is the first time Mio's seen something like this.
1: No. I mean so I don't, technically I don't... you saw I was gonna say technically you saw some of it when during the opening ceremonies and someone and they mentioned someone getting kidnapped. Mm-hmm. You saw a f- similar reaction from Kato. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure you've seen throughout training and throughout our history, you've seen this before. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think through his observations,
2: I think he would know what his coping mechanisms would be and would provide those mechanisms to the best of his abilities. Whether it be very blatant or very much, hear me, I'll slip this in his waist and then I'll walk away so he finds the thing that he needs, that sort of thing. Now that their relationship is in the open with between them, I think he would intentionally look for those comforting things and offers as much as he can with where they're at
1: when it comes to kaito he essentially need what he would need in this moment is a place of peace when you're usually when you're not around what his go-to is there is a sakura tree right by where we would train and hang out (laughs) you've noticed around the tree, the grass is very much pushed in and very flat because of how much times he's done a meditative walk around that to calm his nerves. So it's really just needing that that kind of peacefulness, which you in this moment are already providing for him, which is what allowed him to go into this meditative state right now.
2: And Mio will absolutely deflect everything onto himself. So if he's if he's gonna ask us more stuff, he's gonna he's gonna make sure that it's on it's to him and not to them, unless he talks to his daughter specifically. But yeah, you're I'm gonna shield him from anything and everything I can. <laughs> so whatever Yuck. he brings, Yuck. Mio's gonna take it.
0: You're not supposed to be pulling my heartstrings, damn. it! (laughs) Um, You
1: you put the one relationship in in this scene. Yeah, I I knew what I was fully doing. okay.
0: (laughs) but all right. So that so we have all that. So, Mio, as you finish giving your explanation and giving every detail that you possibly can from your account of everything that happened. You just see Himiko's father just. In an uncomfortable silence, kind of just pause, nod his head, think about it. And then looks over at you three. It seems that yet this is another mess that I have to clean up myself. And he turns to Himiko. Young lady, I have let you for long enough. Do whatever it is your heart desired. Despite my multiple protests i let you do whatever it is you wished, hoping that whatever it is that you were seeking out here, wanting to become a samurai of all things, would hopefully have shown you the harsh realities that it is for you. And obviously, while this may not be your fault, I can't help but wonder if these two are a good influence for you and for our family name. And just looks over at you two. I have been very patient in letting you consult yourself with these boys. (laughs) But I think this is a situation in which I have to step in and protect what left of your honor remains. Young lady, when we get home, there's much to discuss. But I think your days... And your aspirations of wanting to make headways as a samurai in the political world are no longer a reality. And kinda looks over at you, Kaito, and you, Mio. And you two boys, I'll have a very different conversation with you when we get home. And looks over at you, Mio. I'm sure your grandfather will have a lot to say when I tell him exactly what happened here. And I'll make sure that he understands the situation he finds himself in due to all this. And then looks over at you, Kaito. And you, young Sheba boy.
1: So kind of slowly brings his head up.
0: Your one job was to make sure that my daughter, as her escort, was kept safe and that you did everything in your power to keep her from sullying her name. I had my concerns, and I don't know why I let her mother talk me into allowing this, but I hoped it had been proven wrong. But let's just say that in more ways than one, my fears were brought to light, especially when the more dignified of the phoenix consults with those that are less than applicable, to say the least.
1: Mio, you're starting to feel Kaito's nails digging into your hand. Oh yeah, you
2: feel me tense up as well.
1: <laughs> I'm also gonna say you're gonna you're feeling warmth come from his hand. Mm-hmm. He's he's he I'm trying to find the right words for a Kaito Kaito is visibly upset because he knows he did do exactly what was asked for for him. He was keeping her safe. We were Working together to keep safe. We are in a situation where it's essentially. Wrong place, wrong time. Almost. In fact, if anything. They're attacking us. And we kept ourselves safe. Situation that happened. Clearly has nothing to do with us. We were there. And quite frankly. If it wasn't for Ikigai. We may have lost somebody close to us. And who knows what else.
0: Ooh, all alrighty. Kaito, I need you to please make me a courtesy check.
1: Oh boy. <laughs> my dice bag, darn it. Is. Nope, that's not my dice bag. Where's my dice bag?
0: Sorry. And so This good. is what
1: I get for not preparing ahead of time.
0: It is totally okay. Where? While you're figuring that out. Remember, so with this courtesy check, you pick your elemental ring of the way that you want to approach the situation. And then any skill ranks that you have in the courtesy skill, you add that number of white dies to your pool. then obviously you roll and then we shall figure it out. Kaito, which elemental approach have you decided to go with this courtesy check?
1: For this courtesy check, it's going to be fire. For sure. Haito is clearly feeling the fire of trying to... He went from being scared to defend himself to now holding up his own honor. And he... Regardless of his nature, that is something he firmly believes in it and so he is going he's going to fight and fighting with his words is how he's going to do it
0: okay so let's uh, make this roll and see what happens
1: <laughs> so it's remind me again it's black dice for each it, ring w- white dice for each in the skill ring. so with that over i am using the brand new custom dice that i got from death drop dice oh Shout out! <laughs> Shout out! Which, by the way, Will, I did not know there. There was a random like purple D twenty. Yeah, I that. Well. That was an extra
2: one I sent you. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's so cool! It moves around <laughs> inside. <laughs> yes, it's
2: the liquid core.
1: So cool! All right, <laughs> let's see what happens here. All right, so we got. Success, and opportunity, and strife.
0: Okay. So.
1: (laughs) Literally, actually, no, sorry. Success. Wait. I'm sorry. I got the rings wrong.
0: I know it's been I try.
1: (laughs) I'm trying to memorize them.
0: Listen, it's all good, my friend.
1: (laughs) Okay. Where are... There it is. A success... An explosive success. Oh, it was the explosive success I thought was a strife. Sorry, so it's a success, an explosive success, and an opportunity.
0: Alright. Damn.
1: Sorry about that.
0: Okay, so how do I want to do this?
1: (laughs) Hey, that's not your line.
2: Let him take his Um, weapon and leave.
0: So, after listening to basically the fire of your heart, (laughs) Kaito, Himiko's father just Listen to you as you give this plea. And after you finish. You could Faintly see. His facade. Crack a little bit. And you can see that his facial expression gives way to an expression of. Disgust. And basically, how dare you talk to me this way? without verbalizing it or being over dramatic about it. And as he looks at you and recomposes himself, just looks at you through and says, Then we have much to discuss when you return home. And he begins to stand up and he takes a brief moment and as he begins walking towards the door, he turns back around and he Solemnly, quietly walks back over to Himiko and he just holds his hand out. And without even a second thought, she hands over her dancing fan. And he takes it, puts it in his garb and then exits the room, closing the doors behind him, leaving you three once again by yourselves in the room. As you hear the footsteps of Himiko's father grow more distant and they grow further and further away until you can no longer hear them against the wooden walkways of the academy. And it is at this point that as you two look over to Himiko, in her quiet pride, not being super emotional, not yelling and screaming. You just see the solemn tears cascading down her face a little bit as she tries to maintain her composure as the waterworks begin to begin to leak out down her face, so to speak. And she's just quietly in very stoically an odd way. Just watched her dreams potentially be crushed in front of her.
2: Yeah, he's gonna get up and go over to her. Full-on hug. And he's gonna reach over to and grab him and pull him in, too. (laughs) We need to be together here. Come here.
1: (laughs) At one point, I think what triggers you to do that is Kaito is still, like, staring at the door after he leaves. Sees a rock, like, some sort of pebble or rock on the floor and just goes on full soccer kick it at the door. And hearing it hit the door, probably. Yeah.
2: I can tell you that after that display, Mio wants to so make out with you so hard. But he knows Himiko needs us more than that right now.
1: <laughs> yes! I think so, too!
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys are
1: the greatest. I love you, it. You would have put Kaito from really angry and caring to really confused <laughs> very quick like awkward. Be like, oh, awkward.
0: Her, be like yeah. her dreams got crushed. Let's make out.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's why he didn't do it. <laughs> he knows what's important, but he still wants to do it. <laughs> we, but he's not later.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah, you Mio, guys are
2: the, you re- he's refined. He's he knows he has the urge, but he would never act on.
1: Apparently, I'm not the refined one, according to somebody.
0: Listen, when you gave me the histories, I had this in my pocket the entire time. That's why I was trying to figure how mean and evil do I want to go with this. And it makes good TV. That's fair. That's
1: fair. <laughs> you want to see good TV? I'll show you good TV. <laughs> Out um, of a fucking reality nerd.
0: You're good. Don't worry about it. But yeah, it's
1: better than Big Brother U.S.
0: News alert. Anyways. Anybody- yeah. You just pull the two loves of your life, mm-hmm. one platonic, one romantic, and uh, you just, if Himiko doesn't offer any resistance, she still quietly cries as her face mm-hmm. is now buried into your the side. And then Kaito is on your other, just coming in for this group hug. It's been a long journey for you three. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I think Mio is is one of the I think he's that character that is like he feels like he has to be the rock for everybody. Like he has to be the one that stands tall while everyone else is like (laughs) falling apart, like their support. So I think at this point when he's like holding on to them, it's literally like a protective sense. Like a mother holding her children almost. But that idea of and also I think in Mio's mind right now, it's I think after seeing that display from her father, who I don't think Mio likes very much anyway, I really think because that he Mio thinks of the three of them as this sort of bonded trio. And I in his mind, all that's going through his mind is if you fuck with one of us, you fuck with all of us. And I just think he is, I think he is working in his brain. How can we fuck this man's life up? (laughs) Because he, like, hurt her. (laughs) It's like, in the most, in the deepest sense, like, wounded her. And Mia's very angry right now. He's not showing it because he needs to be strong for both of them. But he, in his heart is on fire right now. And especially when he's all like, when I talk to your grandfather, I'm like, first of all, bitch, my grandfather's going to take my side. My grandfather doesn't even like your ass. So take your bougie butt on. So that's why I was like, I'm sorry, excuse me. (laughs) Mia is on fire right now. But he's going to, he's holding that facade so that he can be strong for them. But he is, he's, he is on fire.
1: Uh-huh. Oh. really could use those fire wings right now. It's <laughs>
0: yeah, right. all it of magically a sudden into, <laughs> it's all of a sudden. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> I just burst into flames.
0: <laughs> Oof. That's how we end the story, you guys. No,
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, spontaneously combust.
0: No, but in this moment, at least as it's just the three of you again, this is not the first time that you've had your trio of power hug. You have done this on multiple occasions pretty yeah. much all of your lives since you, the three of you n- pretty much were all raised together for, for as long as you could remember. In this moment with the various emotions going on, there is one thing that remains the same. The three of you ha- are so intertwined to each other that even from a very young age, the three of you made a promise that no matter what, The three of you would always find a way to be together. And even when things go rough, that the three of you, no matter what happens, always have each other at least. And by God, is this more important more than ever, especially with you, Mio, witnessing your boyfriend be belittled, your your personal feelings being riled up with the mention of your grandfather and knowing that history, which we'll get to later is going to be a lot of fun. But then also more importantly, witnessing Himiko just without even hesitation, no regard to her own feelings, having her dreams ripped away from her. And to add insult to injury, her father took away the one thing that she loves the most and took it with him. And so everyone's a little bit in an emotional vulnerability right now. And as the three of you just sit there in that quiet solace of sadness, the tatami doors open once again, but this time they open up more gently as response to the mixture of emotions that are in the room. And as the doors open, one of the housemaidens just opening the door a little bit and standing behind her is a regal for a lesser better term, like a regally dressed individual. So she is a woman. She looks to be in about her early 30s or so. And she is decked out in a samurai garb with katana and armor. But as you take a look at the more detailed aspects of her garb, you notice that it is emerald in color with all the different hues of this green and like color scheme going on throughout it. Standing behind her, you see what look to be six equally dressed samurai in emerald garb. Look- and it looks to be that they are her secret service, so to speak. <laughs> okay,
2: fair enough. Pretty okay.
0: okay. I'm still so so very
2: protective at this yeah. point, though. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? What now? What? What? It's like, literally, <laughs> it's this. like, Vio's very, like, on point right now. He's very much, what, you gonna give us something now, too? What, what's happening?
1: <laughs> what's we like- had enough already!
0: <laughs> and so she walks over to the three of you and, Mio, you're still holding on for dear life to these two as the three of her are looking. I think I
2: probably, I think I at this point have probably pushed them behind me and have stood between them and whoever these people are. That's what he would have done. He would have stepped out of the group and put them behind him.
0: Again, like mother protecting her children. Oh, yeah. Oh.
2: He's serious. He is not... If this were another TTRPG, this would be his villain arc beginning. <laughs> oh, I don't even Heal-turned. know he
0: Be like, damn, I was like, I wasn't... So how it's did good. your campaign end? Yeah, we had a villain arc. <laughs> but no, so as you have put Kaito and Himiko behind you, this woman just walks up to you, and she sits, in, she crisscross applesauce herself to the floor, meeting you at eye level, and she just solemnly bows to you and just looks at, straight at you, Mio, and says I overheard what happened. Let me offer my condolences and say I'm sorry that you had to experience that unpleasantry. And he she offers her hand to you. You no harm. I just here to talk is all. And she just warmly smiles to you. And he'll
2: he will show his respect back. He'll bow, and he will take her hand. and he will say, though, with all due respect, who are you?"
0: And she takes your hand, and as she does, Mio, you feel a softness to her hand. okay And there's a sense of warmth in it. And as she looks at you, she um. says, many call me satsume san and she says i am the daughter of the late doji satsume and i am current acting emerald champion of this great nation now just to give you two a little bit of clarity from previous talks the emerald champion is basically the emperor of all of rokugan so this is the hbic so to speak. So this is oh. like the leader, the presidente, the monarch. Like she is leading oh, okay. this nation. Okay.
2: So with that information, <laughs> I mean, with that information, Mia will absolutely be like humble. He will take the servant position. I, he will say my apologies. I meant no disrespect.
0: <laughs> and she just warmly smiles at you Mia, and says. No offense taken, young one. And she still holds your hand and says, I know that you have been through a lot within the last couple minutes or so, and your reaction is normal, given the circumstances. And she continues to smile at you and says, As I mentioned, I'm just here to talk. and Please, there's no need for you to be so formal with me. And she looks over. She looks behind you, Mio, and says, Young Kaito, and young Himiko, you do not need to worry. I'm here just to talk, and I am a, I'm here at the behest of Shodai, and Yaka, and she just smiles at all three of.
2: Okay, okay. and Mio, he'll relax at this point. <laughs> he will relax his mama bear instincts and sort of crisscross applesauce and sit <laughs> and look at both of them.
1: Like, Yeah. <laughs> Kaito's still cooling off. He understands the position that she is in, but his anger is a little bit stronger. So while he does work his I'm way down angry. to sit. Oh yeah. It's, I want to <laughs> say it's a little bit, more visible <laughs> that is fair um yeah and as i'm setting down kaito's going to ask are they okay he mm-hmm. takes a deep he takes a deep sigh of relief and he just as he's sitting there says can although there are many reasons on our mind and i'm sure on their mind about what exactly happened and why we want to know from what we've told you. Do you have any idea what that was? Satsume san,
0: first she releases your hand, Mio, <laughs> and she prostrates herself in a more dignified manner. But unlike with Himiko's father, which gave off an air of superiority and insecurity all at the same time, there Satsume-san's posture gives off a more surprisingly warm, but firm aura as one is to be known, especially in a position of power. And she looks at the three of you and says, I always had my suspicions that the veil between worlds was weakening, but... And this incident proves that things are progressing a lot quicker than I had originally imagined. And she looks at the three of you and says, I know through all three of your studies in one form or a manner, you are aware that the in-between, the world of the living and the world of the spirits, Existing all in the same place, but divided by the veil that keeps both worlds unseen from each other. Unfortunately, it seems that that barrier is starting to deteriorate, and the spirits are finding their way back into the world of the living. And if Hikigai was any indication... Some of these spirits have been around for a very long time and have passed down their power through generation to generation. And she pauses for a moment and closes her eyes, contemplating about how she addresses you next. And after a brief momentary pause, she opens her eyes, giving you a look of full ferocity and of worry. I have been doing my best to try to fix the veil and to keep the two worlds apart but I'm afraid that I am only one person and I'm having a tough go trying to be in more than one place at once and I have my resources but even then that's not enough. So what I'm about to tell you may be a little shocking, but I promise you I have my reasoning for it. I would like you three to be a part of the magistrate program. I am creating this as an opportunity to, I say the word use, but it's more of work alongside those individuals that have shown That the way they view the world, and what they stand for, might be the key to fixing what is broken. This world has done the way of old, and it has consistently kept to that. But I'm afraid that if nothing is done soon, this land will fall to darkness. And I need young, bright Spirited individuals that see the world differently as most adults do, and to work alongside me to not only bring balance, but I believe you three, along with the rest of your friends, have the potential to change the world and to bring a new light into Rokugan. Of course, I do not wish to make you decide if you wish to do walk this path you have my full support and you will receive what is due to you which includes your honor as becoming a full-fledged samurai and you also receive my protection and she looks at himiko and you my young one i have heard many great things about you a young woman in the Phoenix Clan. Defying all odds. Of what is to be expected. Of a female warrior. Your mind. And your words. Are some of the most powerful things. And with your permission. I would love to help you cultivate that. And to prove. The older folk. As she says that. Knowing full well she means Himiko's father. To prove them wrong. And then she looks at you two, Kaito and Mio, and she just smiles. And you two, the way of tradition has bogged down so many individuals for so long. And you two have taken that leap of faith into a world that is unkind and is resistant to change. And she smiles and says, you two stand in bravery. And also, with your permission both, I would love for that fire to keep burning throughout the land, and for you to be that light to others. And looking at all three of you, at this point, the choice is yours. Your other friends have agreed to this, and they want to make the world a better place, but ultimately, this final choice belongs to you. And she just smiles and from her garb, she pulls something out of her pocket. And as she unfurls her hand, the three of you notice that in her hand is a very well-crafted and beautifully made, what seems to be like a brooch of some sort, even more closer to a lapel pin. And around it, it is encrusted with. The same kind of emerald gemstones that you see Satsume-san wear on her armor. And then in the middle of this ornate design is a small kind of gray-like crystal. Just smack dab in the middle. And just she just holds it out to you and says, No contracts. No binding vows. Just a simple gift from me to you. And upon taking said gift, should you choose, is enough for me to know that you agree to what I have set forth. The choice is yours, young ones. And either way, I approve whatever it is you wish to decide. And she just holds it out to you. So here's what I'm going to do. I did this with the other group, so I want to do it with you guys as well. I'm going to come to each of you, and I want you to narrate what it is that you are feeling and what is going on in your mind, and then I want you to give me your decision. So, Kaito, I have randomly decided before session, and you're going to go first. So, I'm going to leave this to you, my friend.
1: Kaito, in his head, is flashing back. To the moment with Himika's father. And the words he said that caused me, Mio, and our family feel like outcasts. And with this, and with what she is saying, brings up the mindset of we're the outsiders, huh? No better place to be. He feels the anger that he's had in his body just concentrate itself. It's power now. It's every negative emotion that he was feeling, the sadness, the anger, the worry, has all coalesced in power. And that feeling that he can make a difference, that he can make a change, and show that we're just not—we are not people to just step on. So, looking at the brooch, holding—I'm gonna—I'm going to claim the middle spot here, I'm holding Himo, Miko's hand and Mio's hand. Kaito goes. I don't think we need that f- fancy animal transportation weirdness we saw because we're already a phoenix. We are at our lowest low, and through this, we're going to give this land a rebirth. And we're going to do it always. Your Honor, I accept.
0: (sighs) Okay, so you take a pin from Satsume-san's hand, and she just warmly smiles at you as you place it on. We'll get back to that little thing in a little bit. Mio, it is now your turn, so... I leave this.
2: Yeah, Mio, of course, is still very angry, but he's also very excited. This is, and he's not excited for himself, he's excited for the two of them because this opportunity will help both of them. And in helping them, it helps me. But for Himiko, it gives her a new thing. To be a badass at, and I know it's it's something that Mio believes that he needs. That is a channel for his abilities and his passions and his emotions. Knowing him, he knows he he needs an outlet, and. And Mia's going to go wherever he goes anyway. Honestly, he is. And was very much about this. He was very excited about it. But I'm glad you went first because Mia was very much, I'm not going anywhere unless he goes. And that's just the way it's going to be. If he decides not to go, then I'm not going either. And and I think when when you took our hands, I like to think that we're standing in like a triangle. We're holding hands in that sort of triangular shape. And Mio will say, he'll look at both of them and he'll say, as I said before, my strength is your strength, my courage is your courage. And as he says the next thing, he's going to look at Kaido and he's going to, and my love is your love. And we will make this world a beautiful place. We will make this world a place where love is unbound and power comes from within. And not in our signs of strength, but in our signs of integrity, and our ability to love one another. So he will turn, and he will take one of the brooches. He will say nothing, because he already knows that as long as they're as long as they're together, nothing can stop them. Nothing. And with tears in his eyes. He just looks at both of them and just says, "I love you, both." And he puts his brooch on.
0: Okay, I can do this. I can get through this.
1: (laughs) God damn it!
0: Oh, Uh, you guys cannot. You cannot. You guys can't stop. You guys can't tear up because I'm going to lose it.
2: (laughs) I was trying to too. Fucking late. I was trying not to let my voice break because it was about to. I was like. (laughs)
0: No, it's not. It's this is all good stuff, you guys. So, as the two of you take your roaches, Himiko just it's been the emotional whiplash has been a lot in, in the last couple of minutes, actually. But at the mention of you, Kaito, of what you had said, and Mio, you telling both of them that you love that fiery nature. And that outgoing personality that you both know very well. That himigo doesn't take nobody's shit. Okay. She does whatever she can. You start to see within her body. You start to see it. She prostrates herself. And whereas it was broken and dejected. Has now transformed into what you know her to be. Strong. Independent, but most importantly, she is somebody who wishes to change the world and she will do whatever it takes. And with you two by her side, she knows that the world cannot stop her. Damned, tradition be damned. She ain't going to let this opportunity pass her. And with the two of you walking alongside her, that narrow path. That she constantly felt that she was closing in on her. You two walking beside her widens that path. And the opportunity to make a difference is still within her reach. So with a warm smile, she takes the brooch and and she puts it on. So, the three of you with your brooches on. You start to see that the middle crystal begins to glint and glow a little bit. So I'm going to put you guys on the spot here. This crystal changes to your character's favorite color. So I want you both to tell me and I'm going to go in reverse order this time. I'm going to start with you, Mio. What color does the crystal change into? And what is the significance of that color for Mio?
2: We'll turn a hazel color because it reminds him of Kaito. So he'll always carry him
0: with him. Alright. Kaito?
1: <laughs> Lord. He, his is more of an orangish color to signify the strength of his emotion. Like I mentioned, that sense of power from all that negative to be stored. It's almost like it just got put into there. The showing outward the strength I have in my family, my friends, and my love. And the Color itself. I almost want to say. You look closer. It's almost like it's swirling. And the idea that. We're all here to help each other. And we'll always be together. In every way we can.
0: And so with Himiko. As the brooch. Changes color. Hers. Hers changes to a very light. Aquamarine. And for her. This color is resemblance of, gosh dang it, I'm trying not to cry here. For her, Mm -hmm. aquamarine means a lot of things. More specifically, it reminds her of what she perceives as the color of ice. Something that is very cold but strong. And even underneath the heat and when it melts away, that water provides for new things to be grown from it specifically like the snow when it melts during the spring and that water seeps into the soil allowing the flowers and the plants to bloom underneath the spring sun so the aquamarine for her means that it is something that is strong but there is a beauty underneath that cold exterior that provides to those that need it and she associates that with you too She might be a little headstrong. She may be ill-tempered at some kinds. She likes to talk a lot, but she can back it up as well. But she also knows that she does all this. Image be damned because of you two and the strength that you have given her all these years. And now that she has this chance, she finally feels that she is able to give back To you two. And in kindness. Give you everything that you have given her. So now it's her turn. To give to you. What you have given to her. All these years. Including in this moment with her father. So as the three of you take a look around. And you look at the brooches. As they change color. And it's just the three of you. Satsume-san just smiles and says. You three, and then your other friends as well. You all hold something special. And I look forward to not only working alongside you, but I look forward to seeing you all grow into your own. And I'm excited to see where this journey leads you. And she kind of smiles and says, As much as I would love to stay and talk to all seven of you, I'm afraid my time is short, and my work is never done. And as she begins to stand up and walk towards the tatami doors, she looks back at the three of you. You hold the name of the phoenix, and you do them proud. Despite what others may think, you three, I believe, have the potential to change the phoenix to represent what it's truly meant to be is that from the lowest of lows you will rise from the ashes and you burn brighter than ever before. And I look forward to seeing where this light guides you. Until then, stay safe, my friends, and I will be in contact very soon. Oh, and make sure that you find your friends. I'm sure you all have a lot to discuss. And as she smiles, she turns with her entourage of bodyguards closing the door behind her and her footsteps gently, as if she's walking on air, glide onto the floor before the sounds are of no more, leaving you three with the newfound vigor sitting in the room. And as the three of you come to an understanding in that silence you three find the strength and courage to stand up dust yourself off and you walk out of the room